Welcome back to the Outdoor Classrooms podcast. The focus of this month's conversations is about getting outdoors. So this month, we are also collaborating with the Outdoor School Shop. The Outdoor School Shop's goal is to make it easier for parents and teachers by curating a selection of outdoor gears that's suitable for all kids, regardless of the type of outdoor program they attend. In essence, it's the one-stop shop for outerwear that would live up to the heavy demands of outdoor schools. But they didn't stop there. The Outdoor School Shop also provides valuable content about the benefits of outdoor education and how to make the most of it for your family and your program. They have comprehensive checklists of exactly what your kiddos will need for the outdoor school based on your location. The Outdoor School Shop is also the proud owner of the most comprehensive directory of outdoor-oriented schools and programs in North America. So if you're looking for an outdoor school for your child, their directory can help you find an outdoor school near you. Or if you are a school founder looking to get your program in front of interested parents, check out to see if you're listed and if not, contact the Outdoor School Shop. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Alyssa Marsh, founder and owner of the Outdoor School Shop. Your outdoor classroom is a powerful teaching tool, but how do you manage it and transform both your outdoor space and your teaching practice? That is what this show is all about. Welcome to the Outdoor Classrooms podcast. I'm Victoria Hackett, founder of OutdoorClassrooms.com, and I'm here to help you get the most out of your learning gardens, all while making an impact on children. One way we are doing this is getting your waterproof on and jumping in the mud with 20% off the entire full price rain category at the Outdoor School Shop. Use code PODCAST at checkout. Hello, hello, everybody. We are back with Alyssa Marsh from the Outdoor School Shop. She is here in our this entire month. We are going to be talking about getting outdoors. So what better person to have on with Alyssa Marsh from the Outdoor School Shop? She's going to introduce herself and tell us a little bit about her backstory of how she came to the Outdoor School Shop. So welcome, Alyssa. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you so much. We're so excited to be here. Yeah, when I sent my school to an all-day immersion forest school in Minnesota, I had a really hard time deciphering what gear was right for a school. I spent a majority of my career in wholesale merchandising. And at that point, I started scouring for education, a simpler way, or just someone to tell me what's best. And then at that point, I connected with other players in the children's apparel world. And we saw that this was a need that we could address. We wanted to be a solution. So we often talk about gear being a barrier to the outdoors, but we feel that with the right gear on our kiddos, outdoor learning can thrive. While conversely with the wrong gear or no gear, it can hinder their education. So we hope to provide tools to help parents and schools through our knowledge and those in our professional network. That's amazing. It's amazing. And I think what I love about the Outdoor School Shop is, again, what we were actually just t- chatting before we pressed record, is how the that relationship you have with different schools. Really, I get a lot of questions from parents, from teachers, in terms of how do we get this gear on bodies, which I know is your one of your missions, and how what 
are some of the common questions that you get from schools? Sure. I know maybe one of them might be, well, where do we start? Yeah. So we have a couple processes, but for the most part, we listen. What does the school need? How do the kids play? How many hours do they get outside? Then we take that feedback and we curate their personal school gear list. So really, we host numerous schools gear lists as private shops on our website. So that's one way that we're able to support parents and schools, um, basically cutting the noise from the entire website. So it provides a clearer path for what gear works for the programs. So they make sure that they know exactly what their kiddos need for that program. Another way that we work with schools is we, we really, we start at the basics. What are your issues? What is hindering your education? What could help support getting those, getting those kiddos out on outside for longer periods of time? That's incredible. And, and you've gotten good feedback from schools. But, How do they feel about their partnership with you? Yeah, so I think what has really been supported is uh, the fact that we listen and we, we do spend some time talking about gear. So when we're, when we're able to talk about gear, there are a lot of questions, even just to waterproofing. They don't need to know the certain waterproofing levels. We, they can come to us and we can say, do you sit in a puddle? Or do you have a light mist? You know, I mean, because those those are the questions that we get. Yeah. And when we know that they're going to sit in a puddle, they obviously need different waterproofing than a program that's just walking through the rain or, you know, light mist. So we love to work with that. And we love to kind of take that, the, the fear of gear out of that conversation and really make it simple. So it's easy for the schools to understand mm-hmm. that when they get this gear, it's just going to work for them. They don't need to understand why. It just does. Mm-hmm. Gear is expensive. And mm-hmm. do you help programs? fundraise? How do, how do, how do schools learn more about how to afford here? Yeah, there are a couple ways that we do support. Part of our mission as Outdoor School Shop is we want to be there for education and tools. So we're always looking for grants that are available in the communities. We're also looking and and working with different people in our network to, to get more education on our side so we can share that education with schools. One thing that we found out is when schools apply for grants, if they have purchase orders, on hand, that grantee actually knows where their dollars are going. So they can pre-plan the gear that they want for the school versus reacting. And a lot of times our grants are reactive. So they get their money and it's like, well, I have X amount to spend. Does this work for me? So we work with schools ahead of the grant process to really educate them on what they might need. And we can provide purchase orders for them. That's one way. We also talk about fundraising. There are a few different ways that schools can fundraise, uh, whether it be, you know, individual schools or whether it be through larger education pieces. And we we really work with them to understand that this is a process, how they might want to use their gear. It's it's amazing to me, actually, the work that you do, because it's not like you're going to Target and you're just picking something up and or you're going to any store and picking up a code and this and that. There's yep. this incredible education and partnership and wanting to get those kids outdoors and wanting to get more kids and programs having outdoor classrooms and teaching outdoors and spending a longer amount of time. And and the repercussions of that is we are all healthier because of it, but we can't do it unless we are dressed appropriately. Yeah. And part of where we started Outdoor School Shop, we took a long time to curate that selection because spending my time in wholesale merchandising, also in manufacturing, we knew that there had to be gear that was right for specific programs. Mm -hmm. So we also took the time to say, okay, this region needs 
X, Y, and Z for this program. This region needs this. And that's where we created our entire website. And that's also why we want to take that back. And we create a regional gear checklist for schools. We create these hidden shops where the schools can really see only the gear that's necessary for their program. So it is, it's more catered to specific things. That's really my jam is I love learning about how clothing works, but it doesn't need to be everybody's jam. So really, I our whole thing is give us your tasks and what you need us to bring to you, we'll do the research for you and bring it back so you can spend the time creating your the education for our kiddos. They're really our saviors in getting those kids outdoors. And I can't, I mean, that's, I guess, my big thank you to these programs. My son had spent years in a forest school program and he thrived. It was yeah. amazing to see what he was able to do. And even the education that he was able to provide me being in those programs. So this is just our thank you back to these schools. The partnership is uncanny, truly. In terms of setting up the gear and all mm-hmm. the different ways that you help children and schools, you also help them with lending libraries. And what does that look like? And how does that help in terms of, again, getting more kids outside? And- yeah, so l- lending libraries are a very interesting concept, and they can mean a couple different things. So some schools choose to create a large lending library where this where the child shows up to school and all of the gear year is there for them. So a lot of times the parents will send them in just maybe a base layer and all the gear is there and they, during their class period, they are able to use that gear. Other lending libraries are a little bit different, whereas the parents provide the gear for the program. The school might have a lending library that if the kiddo forgot is mittens, for example, or a jacket, you know, it's kind of those pieces that they need to have to continue their education outside, but it's not all of the gear. So we work in with both library types Mm -hmm. to create either a bulk purchase for the schools or to help them just figure out like mittens, socks, a few jackets, things like that. So we do help them create those, those libraries as well. That's incredible. It's incredible because I don't know any other organization that does such in-depth work with schools on this specifically. And it's such a tricky thing, but it's also what if you get it right, it promotes equity and so many other, the benefits are are crazy. So I have here, you had done a workshop recently and you talked about educator kit. Can you talk Mm -hmm. a little bit about that? Yeah. So we had a program that uh, all of their educators, they, they wanted to get outdoors. And we've been hearing from a lot of other programs that it's been hard to get the kids and the educators outdoors and that to get the kids outside, we obviously have to have the adults outside as well. So this program came to me, they were on the Pacific Northwest. It's very rainy. So we came up with uh, basically a one, two, three, four, five of what they needed, kitted it all together. And they were able to find a grant and 15 of their teachers then received these educator kits. So they are geared all equally and they can all get outdoors. Um, Another program program that we just launched because of a, because of a school coming to us about these educator kits is each month we're looking for a school across the country that would nominate an educator inside their program and that educator each month will receive a, a kitted program or a kitted set of uh, jacket and pants based off of what they need to get outdoors. 
So it's something, it's a give back that we worked with Wild Med. They do CPR courses for the outdoors. And we created a fund that basically will support getting educator kits across the country as well. Wow. Yeah. Incredible stuff. Again, in that, in terms of working with schools and kids and all kids are different. And what happens if kids are experiencing sensory issues and you want to sort of get them out as well? So is that something that comes up with schools and trying to get the gear out to them? It does. It does often. And where we feel is we want to connect that person. So what our whole goal is to create this network of people, a network that we can say, okay, you come to us with this problem or this issue or something that you need a solution for. Let me figure out who I can connect you with, especially when it comes to sensory issues, because we know that the educators that are working in the ground and on the field, they have better experience with uh, solutions. And so we want to we want to make sure that we're always connecting and reaching out and working with everybody in this industry and in our outdoor network to to provide uh, a resource for them versus saying what we think is right or wrong. That's fantastic. Are there important steps to getting kids? Dress for the. I know we talked a lot about different things in terms of getting kids are all across the country. There's different temperatures and climates. And do you have any stories that you want to share from any particular school and trying to get clothes on kids? And that was kind of out of the ordinary. Yeah, I mean, okay, so what a field. I mean, it's just sort of you work with so many different schools and so many different climates. We do. We've had a couple different fun projects that we've been able to work with. Uh, One of our fun projects was with the Portland, Maine school district, where they came to us with the problem of we want equity across kindergarten to 12th grade. That's really hard to find in terms of outerwear. Plus, they had a budget that, you know, we we needed to work within. So what we came up with for their budget and to create equity and equality is a poncho. So when we were able to create that poncho for them, uh, another issue lied in the fact that they needed to make sure that they were not stolen. So we were able to logo that poncho for them as well. And the other issue came to their footwear. So uh, we, we worked within their budget to find proper footwear and this poncho. And we were able to get 1,800 ponchos for their school wow. created. It was really cool. 400 <laughs> boots. Um, so, you know, size scaling is really interesting too. And it's especially when you're working with that large of a group, uh, you know, schools come to us and they say, how am I even supposed to create a resource where if I have 300 kids, how do I know what sizes to order? So that's something that we obviously in our our world, we work with a lot is how to size scale, how to understand what sizes might work for kiddos. So that oftentimes is is part of my world is I'll take what are your size breakdowns generally? So if you can tell me your class sizes from K through 12, I can potentially look at our sizes and do a breakdown for you. It's something that takes time, but it's also something that I like to do and something that potentially could seem very nerve wracking, I guess. I don't even know what the best <laughs> word to say. <laughs> like, it can seem daunting, I guess. Yeah. To, yeah. To create the size scales. So that's something we can also work with as well. It's just so out of the box thinking. It, it's collaborative. Yeah. It, it, it's incredible. I mean, to the yeah, extent of partnership. I'm going to tell you another story about a program in Minnesota, Wisconsin, the upper Midwest. We have really strange weather where it gets cold and it's dry cold. And then it gets wet and it's wet, 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 but it's still cold. You know, so we worked with the program to really create, they had, again, a specific budget. They needed snowsuits. 
they also needed, because it gets warm in the summer as well, they also needed a waterproof, like extremely waterproof selection of gear too. So how we were able to do that is we put the rain on top of uh, snow and at during the winter months, we were able to educate them and say, if you get this unlined rain bib, then during really, really wet snow, you can put that over your snowsuit And now you're waterproof and warm at the same time without having to buy another type of gear. I think we want to stretch budgets, but we also want to educate that the outer layer really comes down to, do I need to be dry? And do I need to, do I need to watch out for the wind? You know, it's wetness and it's wind. Let's, let's see what we, where we go from there. Right. Yeah. Wow. And this, where does this come from for you? So you have this background in retail, but you really have just taken it beyond the beyond. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. For, for me, it was really about my son. I started him in a full immersion school in Northern Minnesota. He was going to be outside six hours a day. I knew there had to be the right gear for him. And I scoured and I couldn't figure out what, what was the most waterproof, what was the warmest or how, you know, how to dress him, you know, so that's really where my story started because I've always been in manufacturing from a wholesale perspective and I love fabric science and fabric technologies and, Mm. you know, so that's really kind of my basis. But then when I started to look around, I wanted something simple for parents to understand it because not everybody wants to do the reading. Uh, they don't want they don't want to read about water pressure, you know, and understand what it means or breathability levels. They just don't. So we did create a series of icons for our website that when we look at any of the gear that we bring in, we tell you one, two, and three how waterproof it is, one, mm-hmm. two, and three how breathable it is, how windproof it is, the level of it insulation so we can help educate in a second based off of visuals versus based off of reading we do provide that knowledge if you are a reader as well incredible oh you're mm-hmm. and i know on your website you also have folks that come to and say where where can i find a school like that yeah and you actually have done more research yeah and have a database can you tell we us do. a little bit about that Yeah, so we are the proud owners of one of the most comprehensive directories for outdoor-oriented schools and programs in North America, which is really cool. Um, So if you're looking for an outdoor school for your child, uh, you can either search your buyer zip code, your city, your state, and outdoor schools will pop up. On the other side, if you're a founder of a school, you can get your program listed in front of these interested parents by just contacting us and we add you to a simple database. And it's on the website. It's housed on our website and housed on a few other websites as well. And our whole point really is, you know, any information that you want to provide parents, you can also provide them through this this resource. So it's it's really great to be able to connect not only the parents to the forest schools, but also the forest schools to the parents. Yeah. Or the nature schools. Nature is all outdoor programs. That's great. That's great. Yeah. I guess it's, it seems like a crazy question, but does does gear really make a difference? Yeah, it really and does. So this is, I, I kind of want to go with a common question. Like, do I need the most expensive gear mm-hmm. or do I need the most waterproof gear? No, you don't need the the most expensive or the most waterproof. You need the right gear for your program. So that's really what we're there to help with. A partner of mine and I were just talking today. Now watch a kid jump in the in a puddle with tennis shoes and jeans. And are they going to continue to do that? 
for a little bit, but then they're going to get uncomfortable. You put them in a pair of boots and a rain bib, and they can spend hours in that puddle jumping. So really, it does make a big difference, but it doesn't have to be the most expensive or the most waterproof. The The major thing is that it's the right gear for what you're doing. So look at what you know, if you, like I said before, if you're going for a walk, then pick the gear for the walk. Or if you're going to sit in puddles, pick the gear for the puddles. You don't want to continue to change your kiddo's clothing because then you just have more laundry. If you have the right rain bibs on and they're sitting in a puddle, you take those off, you get in the car, you're, you're dry and you can move on with your day. You don't have to change your clothes. So yes, gear really does make a difference. It can also make a difference in terms of breathability. If you live in a warmer climate, Finding gear that's right for rain and warmth and breathability is also very important, too, so the kids are not, you know, muggy from the inside. Or, you know, we get this question a lot, do I need the warmest snowsuit? No, you don't need the warmest snowsuit, but you need to know layering techniques. Mm. So proper layering is normally the most important tip we can teach people. So basically, if you start with your your base layer where you're, that's the the layer on the bottom, that's really supposed to wick sweat off your skin. Then a middle layer is really about retaining that body heat and keeping you comfortable from the cold. And the outer shell is to shield you from wind and wet. So really by simply buying just the warmest outer layer, you might overheat and that would cause you to lose your outer shell, which you risk losing your waterproof layer. So we really want to be smart when we're talking about gear too and how to do that. And we get this question a lot on how do I dress my child in all these layers? They won't put all this all this on. There's no <laughs> way that they're going to wear all these layers. Well, I think as parents, sometimes we we buy clothes either too big or we think that we should buy them to to grow into and really buy them the, for their buy them so they fit. Mm-hmm. And if you can get that most important layer on that base layer. The kids, this is like jammies. They're going to love it, right? They can go to school in their jammies. And then on top of that, you put your waterproof layer over it. They're going to understand it. And then what, you know, once they understand it, this leads to trust. And this trust can lead to learning of a great way of dressing outdoors. It provides a learning that will provide them safety in the outdoors. So they can play longer and their bodies feel good while they're playing. It's really cool when you see a kid realize that wearing the right gear provides them with more opportunities in the outdoors. Yeah, I've seen it. It's it's yeah, it's total total magic. And it, I've also yeah. seen kids that are not dressed appropriately, and they are miserable. And it's, yeah. it makes it just it's like night and day. You probably get this question a lot in terms of gear is ex- good gear is expensive. Mm-hmm. Now, we've touched upon this a little bit. I just wonder if we can pull out a little bit more on that. Sure. So a few things that we suggest is, first of all, if you get good gear, you only have to buy it once. A problem that I had when I first started was I was buying gear and it wouldn't work. So mm. then I would buy that cheap gear and then it didn't work. And then I'd buy another cheap gear and that didn't work. So by me trying to save on this gear, I actually ended up spending more money than I would have if I just bought the good, good gear in the beginning. And good gear often comes with other tools. Uh, one thing that we normally invest in on our website is extendware. So what that does is you can buy something for, like my son, for example. I bought his gear when he was four. He's six now. He's still wearing the same gear. 
because the straps are adjustable. So the straps obviously will layer down. And then on the inside, there's also this extend wear. So I'll be able to use his gear for probably another year after this because there's a little seam on the inside that all you do is drop it down and it drops down two inches, which that can last a kid for two to three years, depending on how they grow. We, we try to find gear that, you know, has the label on the inside with multiple names. You know, we, we want four, five, six kids. And then the other thing that we want to talk about is after you're done wearing that, you can probably go back to the secondhand market and get some extra money for it because it's worth something still. It still is functioning gear that works. That's absolutely brilliant. If you were to buy one item, what would that be? So something we've we've actually kind of talked about. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I know. Rain mittens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Rain mittens. Um, (laughs) A lot of parents don't know about the power of the rain mitten until they do get immersed into the outdoor education. I think this is for everybody out there. It's a very pretty, pretty cheap way to invest in play and they take their hand out of that rain mitt and it's dry and they can stick their hands in mud and they can stick their hands in water. And I mean, the the days and the the fun is endless with these rain mitts. And then at the end of the day, if they're muddy, you just hose them off. So that's something we is that's really important too. If you want the ultimate starter kit, add a pair of rain bibs and you're good to go. Yeah. We, I laugh because that's been the big conversation is Kids hands, kids yeah. and and they're they, they put these gloves on and the gloves don't work and they can't really yeah. do anything outside because they feel like they can't use their hands because they've got these yeah. very thick gloves and they fall. So they end up wet and cold because they've taken their gloves off. And I'm like, yeah. oh, hey, mittens, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And it does. It goes back to that trust, too. So once the kids start wearing arraignments and they see how much fun they have they're going to ask for those you know it's like can I wear those because I can play in the snow I can play in the mud I can play in anything and my time is so is so much more fun right so it it really is It's, it's fun to see going to that question too is how do I wash my gear we get a lot of uh, a lot of times that question comes up where schools are washing gear or they are also drying gear near a fire there's a couple things, you know, you really shouldn't wash your gear too much. Mm. It's supposed to be outdoors. It's, you know, it's supposed to get a little dirty. Um, with rain gear, just simply hose it off and lay it to dry. And then with shell gear, the same thing. You can you can still hose that gear off. If you need to wash, there are some washing techniques to it. But really try to avoid high heat. Most of our gear has seams. And it's ta- their taped seams or welded seams. So the taped seams actually, when exposed to fire or heat, they get hard. And those hard, yeah. uh, hardened taped seams actually lead to holes in your gear. So if you're wondering why you might have a hole or why you have multiple holes, especially near the seams or why your gear is ripping, likely you've exposed it to too high of a heat. So you really want to be careful when washing and drying your gear. Uh, we do have a few little MacGyver type trips, tricks where <laughs> electrical tape patches a hole on a rain jacket super easily, you know, so that's one way to get it back to its waterproof state. 
And then we also started carrying these patches called no-sew, which there's easy to apply patches that can go on your gear if you do get a hole or rip. Uh, we like to keep gear on the body yeah. for as long as possible. So let's repair gear and tend to our gear and keep it from being overwashed so it does stay waterproof and stay out of our landfills, and etc. Brilliant. Are there any other questions, stories? I, it's incredible. I'm so grateful to have you here to kick off our month of getting outdoors and we will be collaborating this entire month. So I'm thrilled to uh, have this knowledge that we can share with the greater community. Uh, anything else that you would like to share stories, things that you think people should know about getting outdoors with the outdoor school shop? I think uh, one, one piece that we want to say is reach out to us if you need something. I know we've mentioned it a couple different times, but we really do want to hear your questions. We really do want to find you solutions. Reach out to us via social media. Provide us solutions that you're already using so we can provide them to other people. Really, we want to create an outdoor community that is safe, that is accepting, that involves everybody around us. So if we don't have the answer, we'll find you work to find the right answer for you and work to find somebody to collaborate with you. I think that's really the most important piece. Also, just don't be afraid of your gear. You know, don't be afraid of getting dressed. Don't be afraid of testing your gear. Uh, you don't need to have, like I said before, you don't need to have the most expensive thing. Um, you need the gear that's right for you. So again, if you if it's overwhelming or daunting to get outside because you don't think you have the right gear, I suggest that's not the right solution. You yeah. know, get outside and just be outside and figure out if you do have a point that this is the reason why I am going inside or this is the reason why my kids are going inside. Reach out to us and say, do you have a solution for this? Because it could yeah. be as simple as, you know, maybe your socks or, you know, your your mitts or the hat that they're wearing. It's there are so many common things that happen and reasons why we're we are afraid or we won't go outside. So, you know, I think just let's let's continue to keep our network, our network of, of outdoor people. Right. Yeah. And thinking about it, not just for winter, not, and but yeah. all the seasons, Yeah, you know, how you need different types of gears for every season, exactly, every climate. And sun gear is very important too, you know, so we do have, you know, rash guards and sun hats and other sun products as well. Uh, we get, we have to think about that too. It's, it's really about being able to enjoy the outdoors and being able to enjoy them for as long of periods as we can. And that's really what the gear will help us do. Yeah, it's just absolutely brilliant. I, I love your collaborative effort and your really education. And I think that's such a huge piece is educating educators yeah. about, and parents about how you know, anyone who interacts with children and fam and adults as well, the, the, your message in terms of how important it is to, for us adults to be dressed appropriate, appropriately so we can also be out there enjoying the weather. Cause oftentimes it's the adults that want to come in first. <laughs> yeah, that's Not very true. Yeah. <laughs> And really, we just want to make it simple and easy yeah. and, and not overwhelming. So, you know, if, if you're, if you feel the outdoors is daunting, come and talk to us and we'll, we'll find you a solution and we won't make it difficult. You know, we're not, like I said, we're not going to have you look through the breathability levels and tell us what, you know, the technical details of that product. We're, we're not that, those type of people. We just want you to get outside and have fun yeah. and be outdoors and, you know, enjoy it. So. 
Yeah, that's really our, our, our whole, our whole gig. Great. Well, I can't thank you enough. As I uh, said in the beginning, uh, the outdoor school shop will, we will be collaborating this entire month. So any questions that you may have to that come in, please let us know, put them in the comments, put them in the show notes, more information about Alyssa and her company, the outdoor school shop will be in the show notes and you'll be getting lots more information. So about where you can find her, but you want to tell us maybe where we can find you. Sure. Yeah. So our website is outdoorschoolshop.com, outdoorschoolshop.com. Our Instagram is outdoorschoolshop. We are love to have messages, comments, and anything. Love to talk back with you. Uh, we have a fabulous social media guru, Jenny, who is willing to field any question that you have. And uh, yeah, if you need me, it's Alyssa at OutdoorSchoolShop.com. And we're happy to help you with your bulk purchases or, you know, going through hidden gear shops or, you know, just talking gear. Uh, that's really our main our main thing. Perfect. Thank you so much. And I look forward to this entire month of collaborating with you all. So thank you. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. To keep this conversation going, connect with me on Instagram. I'm always looking for an excuse to talk about outdoor classrooms. If you are looking for support in launching, managing, and sustaining your outdoor classroom, join us in the Outdoor Teaching Bootcamp. I'll see you here next time. Talk to you soon. Bye.